Sota Perik Vav Mishnah Gimel six three. This is a fairly unusual Mishnah in as much as there's no new din being taught here. It's simply kind of doing what the Gemara often does, uh, which is explain the textual basis, like the 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 drushas, the exegesis, which supports what we learned in the previous Mishnah. In the previous Mishnah, we had said that while one needs two witnesses for stira to confirm that she was clued with this man, that's according to Rabbi Yeshua, and that's how we Paskin, that's how this mission over here, Mishnah Gimel, is, is assuming. Um, that being the case, once you have two witnesses, and she's sort of already been, like, um, the Torah says her situation is so incriminating, although circumstantial, that, that even one witness after that, um, even from a witness who is typically not admissible, meaning like a, a, a relative or an evet or a woman, and so on, um, can give testimony that they know what happened inside that room and could therefore incriminate her to the point that she's no longer entitled to drink from the bitter waters to prove her innocence. Um, so our mission is going to say the basis for that based in terms of the, the exegesis, the drushes. So the thought of our mission is that we're going to contrast by Kol v'chomer, um two different stages. What it refers to as Edus Rishona, the initial testimony, which is a reference to the stira, her seclusion with this man. Um, and we're going to contrast that with the Edus Achrona, the later testimony, which is a reference to the nitmes, the, the, the claim that she was actually um, adulterous with this man while in stira. That would be called the Achrona, the latter part. Now, the Mishnah further will contrast the point that the first stage, if you will, meaning the stira, that effects only a temporary hold on the marriage. It temporarily restricts them from being together until she proves her innocence. So it's a kind of not that severe, not that chamor. Whereas the latter issue that she actually nitmis, even by that affects a permanent restriction that they no longer can be married ever again. So that's the more chamor, more strict. Um, and therefore the thought is by Kol v'chomer, that the rules, kind of the same logic, should apply. That if, as the Mishnah will say inside, if you need um, two witnesses for the less severe issue of a temporary hold, so for sure you should need two witnesses for a more severe issue, a permanent hold on the marriage. Um, but then the Mishnah will say, notwithstanding that Kolvachomer, we have a, a lemur from a Pasuk which tells us that's not the halacha. And then the Mishnah will, that's part one and part two, it'll consider another direction. So let's see inside now. The first words of the Mishnah say Shahaya Badin. Now Badin, Din means in the context of Mishnah here, it means logic. So it means logic demands. But Shahaya Badin puts this in what's called the subjunctive mode, meaning it's saying it would sound logical. In other words, logic would dictate that we should need two witnesses for the confirmation of the nitmis of her actually being adulterous in during the stira. Um, but it's not the case because of a different a different verse which teaches us the contrary. That's the structure. So the mission says inside, Shahayavadin, it would be logical to say, Umaim Eidus Rishona, if when it comes to the initial testimony, meaning regarding the stira, her seclusion with this man, She'ein Osarta Isra Olam, it doesn't restrict her permanently from her husband. It's only a temporary hold, meaning it's more kal, it's not as severe. And yet, it doesn't get affected. The stira doesn't get affected until you have at least two kosher witnesses to confirm the stira occurred. 
Eidus Achrona, the testimony regarding the latter event, meaning the, the latter issue, meaning that once after Stira occurred, there was Nitmis, she actually slept with that man. Sharte Isra'olam, that is a more or a more strict issue because it restricts her forever from her husband. Eino din, so it is only logical, that it should require two witnesses to confirm the permanent restriction on her husband, meaning two witnesses regarding her being nitmis and having actually committed adultery. Well, that sounds logical. Talmud Lomar, we have a different Pasuk which teaches us that's not the case because it says, V'eid einba, the Pasuk says, Eid Einba, there was no witness, I'll explain in a minute. Um, and Kol Eidus Sheyeshba, which teaches us that any Eidus, any witness, even a single witness, even a single witness who is not a, usually accepted, like a woman or a relative and so on, could be accepted here. Now, what's this drasha of Eid Einba? So, the Psukim, if you look in the Psukim inside, in Bamid Barhe, where the Parsha is, in Psukim Yud Beis and Yud Gimel, it says, Ish Ish Ki Siste Ishto, if you have a man whose wife turns astray from the ways of modesty. And then the Pesach says, V'nistra v'hi nitma, she secludes herself and she's defiled. V'eid einba, that's the quote from our Mishnah, and there's no aid there. V'hi lo nitvasa, and she was not, nitpasa means she wasn't um, grabbed, meaning that she wasn't, she didn't participate in this against her will. So then the rule is she's going to be restricted. Now, the Gemara, really on Duff base, establishes, the Gemaran Sota on the base establishes that whenever the Torah uses the word aid, it's referring to a pair of witnesses, not a single witness. And it brings proof to that. And when when the Sukkim one referred to a single witness, it specifies aid echad, a single witness. So therefore, the way to read this Mishnah is the aid einba, there were not two witnesses to confirm this. So the way that the Gemara then reads this Pasuk is Venistra Vihinitma, she was secluded and she was defiled, but there weren't two witnesses there and she wasn't forced. So the Jerusha says there weren't two witnesses there, but there was one witness there. And therefore you see one witness is enough to tell you that she was actually adulterous and that will confirm her fate. Now if you'll say, well, why don't you make the inference the other way? The answer meaning that um, the, since since there weren't two witnesses so meaning maybe there was no witnesses, we don't know what happened at all. That can't be the case. There must have been at least one witness there. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Vihilo nitpasa, she wasn't forced. Now if she if she wasn't forced, that means that we know someone knows something. We know someone's alleging they know what happened and they know that it wasn't against her will. Um so that being the case, we must have at least one witness. So the point is we have one witness that nitma and Velo Nispasa, that she wasn't forced, and therefore we restrict her forever because of the two witnesses before regarding the stira. That's the drasha here. Okay, so that's the din. We need to have two witnesses for stira, but only one witness for nitmis for what happened inside that room. The second part of the mission now goes the other direction. Once you've established you only need one witness for the nitma for what happened inside that room. So now the same logic should apply the other way. If that's the more strict thing, and you only need one witness, so it doesn't make sense. You should just need one witness for the stira as well. That's what the Mishnah says here. It says, "Call v'chomer the other way." Now that you've established one witness for the latter issue of the nitma of the actual adultery, so it should be that one witness should be all you need for the rishona for the stira 
the seclusion as well. Because why? U, you can already anticipate this. Uma im edus she olam. When it comes to the second latter issue of the nitma'es, the actual adultery, which is a permanent restriction on her marriage, so it's very chamur, strict, harehin miskayimus beidechad, and yet even one witness is sufficient. So then edus harishona, the testimony regarding the earlier event, meaning the event regarding her stira, which only puts a temporary, not a permanent restriction on her marriage. Isn't it logical that one witness is all you should need to establish the steer part of it? Talmud Lomar, well, that sounds logical. You have a separate verse, a separate limud from a verse which tells you not like that. And the limud is, I'll read the words and I'll explain them again. The Pusik, this is a different Pusik altogether. It's a Pusik um, in Devarim, referring to referring to the precursor for divorce, and it says if the husband finds, usually translated as like an unseemly matter, but erva's davar, erva means like forbidden marriage stuff, you know, so the point is, if he found some forbidden marriage stuff issue regarding her, um, so then he, he divorces her, that's the Pasuk over there in Devarim, Ulahalan hu omer, and elsewhere, also in Devarim actually, this is this pasuk is unrelated. This pasuk is talking just like the first the previous pasuk was talking about divorce, not sota. Here, the pasuk is talking about the requirements for basic the rules of jurisprudence in a Jewish court of law. That for civil cases, you know, for monetary cases, when I say you owe me money or something, so we establish the halachic fact um, with with witnesses, kosher witnesses, and the pasuk says al pi shnei edim, according to two witnesses. Some Mishnahs say Shnaim, but that should be taken out. Al Pishnei Edim, and actually the Pasa continues on, O Al Pishlosh Edim, or even according to, or even by the testimony of three witnesses, Yakum Davar, we establish halachic fact in a court. So the point of the Mishnah, of the Pasuk is, you need two witnesses, and once you have two, two or three, it's the same thing, two is the same as a hundred, but you need two kosher witnesses to establish Davar, halachic fact. Now we're going to have what's called the Gezeira Shava. The word Davar appears both in the Matzabah Ervas Davar regarding what needs to be discovered regarding her marital impropriety um, is also the same as the Yakum Davar, the establishment of halachic fact regarding um, regular civil law, um, which requires two witnesses. And the Mishnah therefore says, Ma, just as you see Lahalan over there regarding civil cases that are referred to as Davar, Alpishnaim Edim, it's established based on the testimony of two kosher witnesses, Afkan, so to over here, with matters of Ervas Davar, of things that regard to marital law, such as Stira, for example, so that also Alpishnaim Edim, it also is established based on two witnesses, and therefore the drush is, even though you might have a erroneous Kovachomer to say one when this should be enough for Stira if it's enough for the Nitmas rule? The answer is no. You need two for Stira and then based on the Pasuk of the Dover Dover, the, the, the Gzeri Shava telling you just you need two for other civil things. You need two also for the the Yoridea Isar Veheter, Marital Ervis Dover law of the Stira.